Season 4, Episode 11, Easy Thanksgiving Recipes. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Millennial Homemakers Podcast, your resource for all things home, hostessing, and more. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble. Hey, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving week. We are here a little bit earlier than usual to give you some easy recipe ideas in case you need something last minute to bring to your family Thanksgiving or your Friendsgiving or whatever you have going on. Or if someone who's hosting Thanksgiving calls you on like Wednesday afternoon and says, I don't have time to make a side, bring something. This will have you prepared. For sure. And also, this is like one of my favorite episode subjects that we do, which is recipes. I feel like we get the most feedback. And also, I feel like I'm making the most impact on someone's life because then I'm like determining what they eat. <laughs> is that weird? That's a little strange. But no, I'll go it's with like that. The, no, it's like the next best thing to having y'all over to my house. That's true. Is to give you my recipe. So if we're eating the same thing. I don't know. That might be weird. (laughs) Okay, so I don't know how many recipes you have. I don't have that many. My I have some like three tips. Okay, good. So do you have an appetizer? I don't. I have two sides and a dessert. Okay, so I'll go first because I have a side and a dessert and an appetizer. So I'll do the appetizer since we'll start with the menu of the right? Okay. Yeah, that (laughs) makes sense to me to start with the appetizer. Okay, so my appetizer is about – uh, making the perfect cheese board. I feel Which like it's just good for all year round. Yes. And I feel like this is such a trendy thing right now, especially when in our fall trends episode, we talked about the fricuterie board, charcuterie, but it had fruit on it. So I'm just going to give you my little formula, if you will, for the perfect cheese board to keep in mind. So the first thing that you need when you make a cheese board is you need the surface for the cheese and everything to go on and always veer for a bigger board than a smaller one so that way you have extra white space after you cut everything and also you're going to want to add the crackers and stuff like that on your board so you need space to put that my formula is when you're picking out cheeses i usually try to only do three cheeses and jackie i know that do you make cheese boards that often Not often, but I like the idea of three because then you're not overwhelmed. Right. I like the idea of three. And I always ask the person if you're kind of at more of a specialty store, which to get nice cheeses, you probably will be, um, Mm -hmm. like what they recommend. And then also look at the prices because they can get really expensive sometimes. So just beware of pricing. But I get a hard cheese and Parmesan is a good go-to hard cheese. Then I get a creamy cheese. When I say creamy, I mean like a cheddar, something Mm -hmm. that still is solid when you cut it, but a little bit creamier. And then get a spreadable cheese. So something like brie is an easy go-to. So if you don't know anything about cheeses, those three right there, a Parmesan, a cheddar, and a brie. (laughs) And I like to get stuff that's like infused with wine or have fruit in it. You can kind of get a little crazy there. And also I pay attention to color. So I might get a 
yellow cheddar to kind of offset the other colors. So that's why you have just like three white cheeses that all look the same and no one knows. Mm -hmm. Right. No one knows what they are. So I try to make sure that they look pretty different. And that's my other suggestion for adding stuff with the cheeses. Because if you're making a cheese board or a charcuterie board, the main thing you need to pay attention to is cheeses and maybe meat if you like meat. But is the difference in textures and flavors. So go with soft and crunchy, sweet, spicy, and vinegary. A good thing to do is before you even put your cheeses down is to put little bowls on your Mm -hmm. surface. And I like to do olives. Or Jackie, I know you love little pickles. (laughs) I do prefer olives on my cheese board though. Well, I like the – what are those pickles called? The The cute ones. ones. Yes. Yes, the cute ones. So put different little – uh, bowls down or ramekins and then you can put olives or nuts or even candy corn would be a cute thing to do this time of year especially for Thanksgiving if you have any leftover or those mini pumpkins don't be afraid to put candy on your cheese board we had a wine place in town and they would put Girl Scout cookies on their cheese board like they would th- freeze thin that. mints throughout the year and you but could always get thin mints are the best way yes. to thin mints So So, that just makes my heart happy. Yeah, it was so good. So definitely, you know, you can get a little bit crazy um, with stuff. And you can get, if you want something spicy, you could get spicy nuts or spicy chickpeas to put in there. And also another little tip is to take a pit out of an olive and put it in the bowl Mm -hmm. that you have set aside for like the olives pits. So that way, one, people know that they're supposed to put it in there. And then two, it looks like someone's already eaten off of the board so people are going to be less likely to like stay away because it looks pretty yeah no one (laughs) wants to be the first person to eat off something pretty so that I like that tip because then no one thinks you're the first right so once you have the bowls down then you put your little cheeses down you can even have a cheese ball as your spreadable um you can buy like a pre-made cheese ball so don't You don't really have to make a lot from home or you can add some honey or guava, like whatever you like. And so put the little bowls down and then put the cheeses down and then you fill in with crackers or pitas or pieces of bread, whatever you're going to be eating it off of. But that's basically my recipe for a good cheese board. (laughs) I'm so glad you did this because I love cheese boards, but I don't make them because I feel like mine never look pretty once I do it. Mm hmm. And so I like this suggestion because it's an easy way to make it look pretty so you're not spending so much time agonizing over every little detail. And if you do want to do specialty meats, what I usually do is I do the cheeses and then I'll do like a smoked salmon or something. Mm -hmm. But if you want to do specialty meats, my suggestion would be to also stick with three, do a sausage, a jerky, and then a like prosciutto kind of flaky you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? That kind of meat. Um, yeah. And so then you have the three different textures of meat as well. So the sausage you could really easily eat with the cheddar cheese. The prosciutto you could eat with the spreadable cheese and uh, like on a cracker or on a piece of bread. And then the jerky you, would, you could dip in honey or something or eat by itself. But that's kind of my combination is cheeses can be overwhelming like when you pick it out and so that's just an easy and same with meats because I don't know the names of stuff and there's so so many different (laughs) yeah and with meat um sausage and jerkies and stuff like that that would be a fun way to incorporate a local ingredient absolutely 
and same thing with cheeses. So anyway, that's my appetizer. That's like my most intensive recipe. So (laughs) sorry, I took up like 10 minutes. We're just talking about cheese. That's important. And I love appetizers and Thanksgiving because especially if you're only having one Thanksgiving meal that day, Mm -hmm. because you're probably not going to eat until four, three, four, but you don't want to have lunch because you're eating early, you know, for dinner. And so this way people aren't getting hangry. They're not Getting drunk. <laughs> They're not getting drunk. You have something in your stomach. Yeah. So we don't do a lot of appetizers because we usually do three Thanksgivings. Mm-hmm. Um, because both of Drew's or both sides of Drew's families are in town. So we'll have his dad's side at like 11 and then we eat by like 12. My parents usually at three and then his mom's side, the family at like six. And so we're just constantly eating. So we don't have room for an appetizer but I always Mm -hmm. love them if you're only having one big Thanksgiving and especially if you have people from out of town coming in and you maybe Mm -hmm. made something for breakfast but you're not going to eat lunch and then I feel like if you have people at your house and you're cooking it always takes longer than you anticipated for like the meat to be done so while you're waiting on the turkey to rest or whatever (laughs) right you can exactly make this so okay so let's go into sides so you go first with your sides so my first side is a both of mine are crock pots which is not intentional oh that's perfect though because it's easy crock pots are easy you can put everything you know get it ready and then turn it on in the morning when you're actually ready to go you know get ready so the first one is a cream corn and so you need whole kernel corn. So I prefer frozen, but you can also do canned if that's just the way you roll. And then a cup of milk, a tablespoon of sugar, a quarter teaspoon of pepper, eight ounces of cream cheese cut into cubes, and then a half a stick of butter cut into very thin slices. And you're going to put the corn in your slow cooker, and then you'll mix in the milk, sugar, and pepper And then you'll just place the butter and the cream cheese on top. You don't want to mix that in yet. And you'll cook it on high for two to three hours, which is also perfect if you're doing it the morning of because it's not an Mm all-day thing. And then after that two or three hours, you'll mix everything up and then cook it for another 15 minutes just to make sure that butter and cream cheese is well blended. Nice. I love cream corn. Me too. I used to hate it, but now it's – I mean, I still prefer just corn on the cob grilled, but it's one of my favorite ways to eat corn now. I love cream corn. I haven't had it in forever. Me neither. I might need to make that, try that out this year. Super easy. Want me to give my recipe? So my recipe, which I'm convinced I've given before, but I couldn't find it. I like looked at last year's Thanksgiving episode and uh, I talked a little bit about it when I was on Kate's podcast, but I'll tell you that recipe and then I'll go more into other things that you can do for side dishes. But Mm -hmm. it's my green bean casserole. Mm Mm-hmm. Which you make it like a traditional green bean casserole. I use French cut green beans, which are frozen instead of canned green beans, just Mm -hmm. like Jackie said about the corn. Always try to do frozen if you can. I think it tastes better. tastes fresher. But then I mix in fresh cut asparagus and frozen green peas. So... I still do like the cream and mushroom soup and the French's fried onions, but it just kind of adds an unexpected dimension or Mm -hmm. texture to a very traditional dish. And it's my favorite. I don't want to make it with just green beans ever again. Like I I want fancy other green stuff in it. Well, I like it because 
almost everybody has made or, you uh-huh. know, their family member has made a green bean casserole at some point. And I think, I mean, most of the green bean casseroles I've had are the recipe from the French's mm-hmm. onions. And so everything's going to taste a little si- bit of the same. So by putting in the asparagus and those peas, it gives it something different so people actually remember it. And I don't like peas, but I, I love either. them in that. Like, I'll have to actually try it then because I don't yeah, like peas either. Yeah, it's weird. It it just adds like such a different flavor and it almost mimics the like little beans in the mm-hmm. green beans already. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if that makes sense, like the little pods. So anyway, that's my side dish. But to go off of that – or wait, I'll let you do your second side dish and then I'll talk <laughs> – Okay, my other one is also a crock pot. It's cranberry pecan stuffing. Although since it was never in the turkey, that technically makes it a dressing, right? I think so because dressing is what you, yeah. Yeah, and stuffing is because it was like Mm -hmm. stuffed in the turkey. Mm -hmm. I grew up on like stovetop stuffing that was never in a turkey, so it's all the same to me. But you need some cubed stuffing, um, a cup of green onions, half a cup of you dried cubed, cranberry. Cubed gr- bread. They actually have like stuffing mix already. So oh, it's like okay. several different types of like breads okay. together. So you okay. don't have to even make it. You can just go buy a bag of okay. it. Which is also what I grew up on. It's you know so what? much That's easier. what I use for breadcrumbs. It's it works because it it's works. better. The breadcrumbs are too unless I'm like breading chicken or something. But when mm-hmm. I use it as like a top, like top with breadcrumbs, I use like you're right. It is like a yeah. Italian seasoned stuffing or something. Right, and it makes it they're they're like a weird combination of crunchy and soft mm-hmm. that works. So then a cup of green onions, half a cup of dried cranberries, half a cup of raisins, half a cup of pecans, three cups of chicken broth. A half a cup of butter, one egg, some salt, pepper, and then a teaspoon of ground mustard. And you'll toss the stuffing, the green onions, cranberries, raisins, and pecans together in your crock pot. And then you, in another bowl, whisk together everything else. Because the uh, butter should be melted. I don't think I said that. So whisk all that together. Then pour it over your stuffing mix and just lightly toss it. You don't want it drenched. You just want everything a little coated. And then you're going to cook it on low for three to four hours. And again, great for the morning of Thanksgiving because you don't have to sit there and wait all day. That sounds delicious. And I like it because I like a drier stuffing anyway. Mm -hmm. And the drier stuffing, but because it has those cranberries and pecans in it, it's not just bread. Right. And I like it because the – have you ever had plain raw cranberry? Yes. It's not a fan. It's very tart. And so I like the idea of using the dried cranberry, but it kind of rehydrates in the stuffing, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's still like, it gives like a tart sweet dimension versus just a sour. And then because you also have those raisins in there, Mm -hmm. it balances that out. Yeah, that sounds really good. I like that. What are your other tips for sides? Um, My tips for sides to kind of like what I was talking about with the green bean casserole is adding unexpected ingredients is you can even kind of do that with store-bought stuff. So like if you buy store-made mac and cheese that you just need to bake, then you could toss it with breadcrumbs or you could put breadcrumbs on top or you could add different kinds of grated cheese in with it already to kind of just fancy it up a little bit. I literally have on here add 
cranberries to stuffing. But they weren't dried cranberries, so. Yeah, the dried cranberries because it's going to be sitting in that crock pot. No, totally. Like, that's such a good idea. And then also buying a pre-made salad kit, but putting fresh fruit in it or using a homemade dressing, just kind of up-leveling store-bought things to just make it homemade like just enough so that you can say So you can say you actually made it from scratch instead of just scratching the label off. Yep, exactly. And another thing to do is to use unexpected objects as the bowl. So Mm -hmm. if you're making a dip or even your mac and cheese, you could hollow out a bread bowl and like bake the mac and cheese in that. Also, Um, what I like about bread bowls is I get to like eat the bread while I'm hollowing out and not feel guilty because I'm not taking it from anybody else. Exactly. You could put dressing in a bread bowl. That would be good. Or you could just serve it and, you know, you, you don't have to like actually cook it in there just serve it in there you can hollow out a pumpkin i think someone posted in our did i post i maybe posted this yeah (laughs) in our um in our podcast group about a really cute dip that was in a hollowed out pumpkin so you can hollow Mm -hmm. out gourds you can put different things in cuter containers to make (laughs) it look a little bit fancier but you didn't actually do much if that makes sense. Which that's kind of the whole reason we're doing this episode where you can make this huge statement without spending days and days Mm -hmm. and days preparing. Also for store-bought cranberry sauce, because I love cranberry sauce, Mm -hmm. is you can use like a zest of a lot, I mean of an orange and squeeze some fresh orange juice in it and kind of mix it together and make it like less look like a shape like a can and it really adds a nice flavor. I might have to try that for my mom's side yeah just buy an orange just squeeze some of the juice in it to kind of the acid will help break it down and you could even blend it if it gets a little weirdly chunky and then just zest some of the fresh orange on top and it's awesome because i love jellied cranberry sauce right out of a can me too me too, but I'm not a big fan of whole cranberry cranberry sauce. Yeah, I don't either. I don't like that either. So I've made it because I've I made like a chicken one time and mm-hmm. that's what the sauce was. And I was like, this would be really good oh. by itself because it just adds that tart yeah. flavor. And it looks like you made actual cranberry sauce. Right. Exactly. You're just actually yeah. doctoring up. Exactly. I like, <laughs> I like that a lot. Okay. So what is your dessert? So my dessert, which is per request from our Facebook group, is a cinnamon pie. That sounds good. Cinnamon pie to me is basically a cheesecake with cinnamon in it, but it's easier to make than a cheesecake. Okay. Because it hits eight ounces of cream cheese, a cup of brown sugar, two eggs, and then an egg yolk, a cup and a quarter of heavy cream, a quarter cup of flour, three and a half teaspoon or tablespoons of cinnamon, two teaspoons of vanilla extract, a little bit of salt, some nutmeg, and then a pie crust. And always go store-bought because it's faster. Um, heat your oven up to 350, and then you're going to mix the cream cheese and the brown sugar together until it's well blended. And then you're going to add the eggs, and then once those are blended, then you're going to put everything else in and then you're just going to pour that into your pie crust and bake for 35 minutes and then put it into the refrigerator until you're done so you can make that tonight and it will be good to go on thursday 
That sounds really good. And that is a interesting fall flavor that I feel like isn't the star of most dishes. Right. So that's a good thing. I also the cinnamon is a, one of our fall trends this year. Yes, it is. And I also kind of have a um, cinnamon dessert too. Oh, okay. And this is a take on a traditional what we make for Christmas morning every year, and okay. that is monkey bread. So if you need the recipe for that, most people know how to make monkey bread. It involves um, using the cinnamon rolls like straight from mm-hmm. the Pillsbury can. And you just cut them up and then you mix it with like a butter and sugar and cinnamon solution. Um, But instead of making like a bundt cake with that is you put it in individual cups and then you can serve with ice cream instead of sugar. So it's kind of like a mix between like a cinnamon roll and a bread pudding. And, (laughs) you know, it's like a good happy like medium of that but you yeah, make individual like portions and then uh, and you bake it of course like you don't eat it raw mm-hmm. even though I love cinnamon <laughs> rolls raw but that's kind I've of like you could eat that for breakfast or for dessert I this is a great use for ramekins because yes. you can do those those servings individually right from the beginning and I made a couple years ago for like friends Christmas dinner, I made individual pumpkin pies and apple pies in ramekins. And it's so much easier because you don't end up with so much extra. And the baking time is so much less, which mm-hmm. is nice if you are short on time. And another really easy um, way to doctor up some store-bought stuff is if you buy some frozen pies to buy mm-hmm. frozen pie crust and then cute like fall leaf shaped cookie cutters and cut yes. out from the pie crust like cookie little leaves or whatever and then put those on top of the pie crust and you might have to add a little bit more baking time or bake them separately mm-hmm. and just lay them on top whatever you need you know like whatever you need to do but that is a really easy way to make it look super cute or you can take the stencil like leaf shaped stencils and do powdered sugar mm-hmm. on the top for some yeah too. that's a cute idea i've never done that before i've always seen it on pinterest i haven't tried it yeah so that's kind of some really easy ways i think to mm-hmm. make thanksgiving a little bit better and if you guys have any easy Thanksgiving recipes to share, make sure that you've joined our Facebook group and then let us know what you're cooking this and year. And we'll make a Pinterest or Pinterest uh, board with all of these recipes pinned to it if we can find mm-hmm. them on Pinterest. And I'll put that – we can put it in the show notes. Absolutely. And we'll also link to it in our Facebook group. Yes. If you're a member for that. Thanks, y'all, for listening. And I can't wait to see pictures from a lot of you who might be hosting the first time this year or uh, playing like a bigger part than you have before. Oh, I do have one last tip is if you are Mm -hmm. in charge of the meat this year to think about getting it smoked. I know we have a local barbecue place that I think you have to make a reservation in order to smoke it. But try calling a few days ahead and see if they can smoke your bird for you because that's one less thing that you have to worry about the day of.
Absolutely, because it always takes longer to cook your turkey than you think it is. So have someone else do yeah, it. Yeah, especially if you have all the side dishes. Like if you're doing a lot this year, you know. Right, I agree. But yeah, thanks for listening, y'all. And you can find us on Instagram. That's where we hang out the most at the Millennial Homemakers. Jacqueline is at Jacqueline Humble, and I am at JV Alexander sixteen. Bye. Have a great turkey day. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>